I ain't gonna lie. This one, this week was, <laughs> this week was, ha, ha, ha. Oh, your boy's on fire this week, Sybil. You're always on fire. No, 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 no. I am not. I, well, I, okay. So I am your boy. <laughs> but when I talk about your boy, I'm talking about Donald John Trump. Donald oh, Trump. Oh, that fire boy. this week. So oh, nice. We had to do him twice. Um, oh, ew. Poor said, Melania. Said Melania never. Um, <laughs> <laughs> all right. You ready? Mm-hmm. Here we go. Here we go. Here's the open for this week, my friends. Here we go. All right. Trump keeps bragging about how he's going to be able to bring a vaccine to folks because he's doing away with all that pesky FDA protection. In other news, planes will no longer be in holding patterns. They can just land whenever they want because we got rid of those pesky air traffic controllers. Oh, wait, mm. 1981. That's an aha. Well, I guess tonight I'm doubling up on Trump like a couple of Russian models slash KGB agents. This will be quick, though. In last night's town hall, Trump said he could have done nothing more to stop the COVID pandemic. Yeah, no, no, that that, that is the punchline. <laughs> That's a ha. I think that's a combo platter. Ha ha. Aha. Yeah. Yeah. As, 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 as Billy Sparks, the wonderful philosopher, Billy Sparks in, in, uh, purple rain, mm-hmm. uh, uh, now nah, I forgot what I was going to say. <laughs> <laughs> I literally in the middle of it, forgot what I was going to say is a quote from purple rain. And then I Sybil, I simply forgot it in yeah. the middle of it. I forgot uh, what I was going to say to you in response. <laughs> No, no, no. I got it. Now I got it. Now I got it. Now I got it. I got it. it. Okay. Uh, As Billy Sparks said, the kid was in rare form tonight. (laughs) The kid was in, yo, yo, I know. So I know Trump makes you ill and I don't ever want to make you ill. That's why I sent the Pepto-Bismol before we started the show. Okay. I hope you you got the little pink bottle. with. Yes. Got the pink bottle. Mm -hmm. Um, However. However, he is. He is he is backing up from this uh, coronavirus like he's Carl Lewis. I'm telling you right now. <laughs> I'm telling you right now. So I would like to bring your attention to something. Yes. Very simple. So today, yes. Uh, today being I'm sorry, this is you may you hear this on uh, sometime after Friday. This is a Wednesday. He had a press conference and we've joked about this before. Mm-hmm. We've joked about how the vaccine is going to be distributed mm-hmm. and then this happened at the press conference now with the voice you're going to hear is scott atlas the new white house coronavirus guy guy i call him fake fauci he's fake fauci he's <laughs> fake fauci and this is what he had to say when asked about how the vaccine was going to be distributed well what i to clarify said that the first prioritization is the high-risk people and frontline healthcare workers. Uh, but just to reiterate what I said, there are 51,000 outlets for, for uh, distribution, for, for vaccination. And there's over 14,000 federally qualified health centers that are particularly targeted to minority and low-income areas. So that, that's a focus. I want to point out two other things. We're also uh, prioritizing testing to historically black colleges and universities. And we're in the process of getting that uh, finalized. Because we okay. All right, hold on, hold on. You you heard that right? Yes. You okay? Hold up, hold up. One more, hold on, hold on. Go ahead. Now we had the All greatest. Right, wait a minute. Oh, yeah. So what I to clarify, I said that the first priority. 
in historically black colleges and universities. So let me get this straight. So when the vaccine first comes out, we're going to test it at historically black colleges and universities. His name is Scott Atlas. He is the new fake Fauci White House coronavirus expert. Mm -hmm. We talked about this before, Sybil. We said, watch out for another Tuskegee. We said that. We said that on on this very podcast earlier. And we were joking. We were like, there's no way they're going to try it. Right. And they're trying it. And 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 they are going there with uh, two of the historically black colleges in New Orleans, uh, especially that I know of. Uh, the presidents of Dillard and Xavier have sent letters out to their staff, their students and uh, alums asking them to participate in this experiment of the vaccine. These two men have taken, started taking the vaccine and they're encouraging others. So hard to you believe. Know, you know, no, no. I wish it were hard to believe. So, but you know, I'm an optimistic guy. I'm an optimistic guy. But when all this HBCU funding came down, mm-hmm. when, all, when Trump starts start touting, like I've done more for the blacks than anyone else and right. starts talking about HBCU funding, I got to admit, I was like, there's another shoe that's got to drop at some point in time. He can't be doing this out of the kindness of his heart. There's no way you owe me. And this is where he's planning to have them pay. What, Mm -hmm. what, 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 what? Oh, hell no. And what, what concerns me, I didn't know that the presidents of those universes you talked about had sent out letters saying like, you could be part of the, you could be part of the experiment. Don't be part of no experiment. Don't be part of no experiment. (laughs) Don't be part of no experiment. (laughs) <laughs> don't be part of no experiment. <laughs> you don't sound like a brown graduate right there. Don't be part of no experiment. <laughs> I'm stunned. Yep. I, I I will admit. I'm like I wish I could say I was surprised, but they literally just put out there like it's just okay. Yeah. Like it's just yeah. okay. And it's yep. not okay. And it's not okay. And and what's also not okay is the fact that uh, this Dr. Scott Atlas is from uh, University of Illinois at Champaign and the University of Chicago. I'm just saying, no, I'm sorry it's one thing for that black woman who was the the doctor that stood on the stage and was you know a co-signing with Donald Trump like a month or two ago mm-hmm. um, with some of that nonsense, but now this is just too close to home. Uh, this is too 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 close to home, and and his uh, <laughs> some of the researchers and doctors from the Stanford Medical School <laughs> sent a letter out. Uh, against Dr. Atlas and saying that uh, this is the expert that he recently added to the White House Pandemic Response Task Force and saying that he is embracing and peddling what they describe as falsehoods and misrepresentations Mm -hmm. of science Mm -hmm. in his public musings, in his public musings. We're musing publicly about the coronavirus. This is a man who is was it good? Good. No, no, he he is a neuroradiologist. Has no background in treating infectious diseases. But what he does have in spades, and the reason he got the job, let's be clear, he is a proficient, and he he's a professor. He may actually be a PhD in 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 um. Kiss uh, acidness. Well, I was going to say uh, S- S- STD. 
STD. Yeah, su- <laughs> sucking, sucking Trump's. T- Listen, I, here's what I'm saying. Here's what I'm thinking. Here's what I'm thinking. Here's what I'm thinking. I'm thinking this guy Fauci was too much trouble. Fauci was far too much trouble. Mm-hmm. It's far too mm-hmm. much trouble. I gotta get. I gotta. I gotta play him off. Bring on a guy who just will. Will just. I call them Trump puppets. They're just called trumpets. Right. Trumpets. Just trumpets. Um. Oh, and uh, you know the CDC. The person the CDC is bothering me. Uh, I'm just going to contradict him and have people believe what I say as opposed to what science says. Uh, that's your boy. That that's your boy, Sybil. Let me tell you And he really has like a an evil kind of look to him. It's it's like the, the, the yes. If his hair wasn't so nicely quaffed, he would almost have that mad scientist, Dr. Irwin Corey, look to him. Good point. <laughs> I'm not gonna. I, I can admit I'm a little jealous of his hairline. He's got a dope hairline for his age. <laughs> his hairline. Look, if I'm here, you know, you know, somehow science has done him right somehow. But goodness <laughs> he's, gracious, he's he's a radiologist. He's been standing under that light too long. Yeah, yes. Well, that well, thank goodness in Trump world, if he's been standing under a light long, that means he probably doesn't have coronavirus. Exactly. The, the heat and the light. The heat, <laughs> the heat and the light will get rid of you. Will uh, set you free. Mm-hmm, yeah. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah. Ooh, Lord, this is just the beginning of the week. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Be careful. Uh, uh, by the way, uh, one of many times, uh, register to vote and then vote. Register to and, vote and then vote. And and before it's too late, please complete your census. Yes. I would hope you would say that as a, a man who was involved with the census. The, indeed, uh, indeed, my uh, my mom, my, my dad was a was a lifetime Census Bureau person, uh, a worker for the Census Bureau. I actually uh, worked there for over 20 years, over 20 years, um, responsible for counting black folks in Compton, California in 1970. Uh, and so please, please, please fill up your census. It really does make a difference. Absolutely. It does make a difference. As of right now, the uh, date that they are going to end the questioning in the census is September 30th, but there are lawsuits uh, trying to extend that date and to go back at least uh, or to go forward at least another month uh, to October. But as of right now, September 30th. So we're just a matter of days away. Yeah. Yeah. And wash your hands and wear your mask. Always. Always. You know who's not wearing a mask anymore? I'm very proud of him. Ooh, Lone Ranger. Andrew Gilliam. Oh, the different former, kind of mask, different kind yeah, of mask and an yeah. amazing segue, if I may say so myself. Uh, <laughs> look, Andrew Gilliam, who was, uh, you know, F- Florida political star, mayor of Tallahassee, couple of thousand, came within a couple thousand votes, right. thousand votes of being uh, the governor. Uh, yeah. Uh, in 2018. And uh, he and well, it, that was a really interesting year. If I could just give a little context to it. Um, that was a very interesting year in which three black people were poised to become or, or were in the races uh, to to become governors of their states. Uh, ben Jealous of Maryland, Stacy Abrams of Georgia, and then our friend Andrew Gillum. Uh, who was, as you said, the mayor of Tallahassee and was came this close. I mean, even closer than than Stacey Abram reportedly came mm-hmm. uh, in in becoming the governor of Florida. He lost to Ron DeSantis, who has just caused so much headache. Um, but and, and he's a friend to the show of Tom Joyner. Um, that's how I came to know him uh, through working with Tom. And and I had an opportunity to have uh, an interview with him on um 
well, it wasn't this last cruise because that didn't happen. Um, but the year before last, uh, he was on the ship. He and his wife, his wonderful wife, RJ, and um, he had lost it at that point and was talking about what his political future was going to be. And, you know, Steve, there were, for, for years, there were conversations about Andrew. Um, and, and I never, I promise you, I never fed into it. I never believed any of it and, and just chose not to, not because not that there's anything wrong with, you know, what, whatever, you know, blows your skirt up and your life outside of that. But I thought that it was a lot of conjecture because people were just trying to disseminate some hate. And, um, and then when he came out uh, and said, that uh, he was going into rehab uh, for uh, he suffers from depression as well as uh, drugs and perhaps uh, or alcohol and perhaps drugs. And I really I applauded him. I said, you know, he's he's being a really good example for black men, especially who don't want to talk about the issues of mental illness and, and wellness and what have you. And then um, he came out of rehab and was resuming his family life. And then this week, Tamron Hall had uh, the scoop. Her first show of this season uh, was an interview that she conducted last week with Andrew Gillum and his wife, RJ. And um, he, uh, uh, they talked about what happened uh, that night in a Miami hotel room, uh, how he was found there with a man who was famous on online for being a male escort, uh, who was unconscious. And uh, Andrew was in a state of, uh, of drunkenness, of perhaps uh, drug abuse, uh, as well as naked and, and in his own vomit. And that's the way that it was described. Uh, they talked about that. And then um, he put it out there, the elephant in the room and said that, uh, and you know, people had asked, had said there were questions about his sexuality. And he said, no, I don't identify as gay. I identify as bisexual. And then the conversations really ramped up. Be you whoever you is. Look, look, you lose an election, you think you're going to be, you're going to win is a couple thousand votes. Depression, if you're prone to depression anyhow, that's going to knock you over. Let that be that. That happens. If you like, whatever works for you, I, and I get it, especially in Florida, it's tough to be who you are if you want to be in political office. It's tough to be that anyway. So I, w I would like to look at, um, look at his, 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 what's happened subsequent to that point in time as Losing allowed him to be more of himself. Mm -hmm. if losing allowed him to be comfortable with himself, comfortable with who he is as a bisexual man, um, as a married bisexual man uh, who can address his mental health issues, then this is better for his overall being than being governor of the state of Florida. Right. Can you imagine if this had happened, if he had been governor of the state of Florida? Right. There's something about this black man's life that would have been destroyed and they would try to destroy a lot of other black men's and black women's lives along with it. Mm -hmm. So I, I don't know him. And I, I have no I've, I've, I've met him just once. Um, so I have no relationship except I just like when anybody can be who they are as long as not they're not hurting anybody, anybody else. 
And Absolutely. and that was that was also part of it, Steve, because people were saying, well, what about his wife? And, and well, that is something they had addressed in their relationship. And apparently, according to to the reports um, from them, they had had addressed it before they got married. And so this was Good. a part of, you know, their their partnership. And um, but I got to tell you, I don't know what kind of conversations you've had about this, um, but a lot of black men are saying, oh, hell no. And then and, and even older black men are going, oh, what is he doing to our people? And um, that is but it's not I know that he represented as and, and I still think that he 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 proudly and and rightly represents for for a segment of our society. Um but I, And that's I why I hope he does that's why I hope he does so proudly. I mean at this point in time, look, it's yeah. it, it's out he would have well, kept he has it hidden. To. I think I think he has to by coming out the way he did well, uh, in this interview. Do you think he would have come out had he had not been caught in the hotel with the male escort uh, drunk and high? I don't know that he would have come out, but he yeah. would have been forced out. Oh, interesting. You think eventually he would have been forced out even without yeah. that? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Well, I think, look, look, as long as, and I, and I didn't, I didn't know that his, his wife knew that makes me very, very, very happy. You know, mm -hmm. shout out to Frank and Claire Underwood. Um, so, <laughs> so. Um, I'm good with that. We're... I miss House of Cards too. Yeah, uh... right. the Frank and Claire Underwood. That's how you. As long as the wife, as long as your wife and your family knows, nobody else needs to know. Yeah. Um. But there is a from friends that I know that have gone through this. There is a pressure to keep this silent, and that pressure weighs. That pressure has a weight. That but still, Steve, don't you think, though, even because they have come out and told their story, that the pressure is still there? I mean, they can't be seen with anybody. They can't be seen with a high school buddy. Uh, she can't be seen with a, a, a family friend without them saying, oh, I guess that, you know, this relationship, this open whatever they've decided or or people assuming that they have an open relationship. Um, and, and you can't not assume that, I don't think, in, in this situation. I'm not married, never been married, and I've never been in that situation. Um, but I'm just thinking that that is what an open relationship is when uh, one of the partners is bisexual. And so you know that... Uh, he likes both male and female. So, um, but I'm so thinking from people I know from people I know really difficult. The pressure is in the cloaking, right? Mm. Once it's uncloaked, mm -hmm. the actual activity. Yeah. It's not the, you know, it's, it's not the easiest and you want to be discreet, but the pressure that comes down on your psyche is in the cloaking of it. Right. So now that it's been uncloaked, the idea is that living it is going to be easier than it was when it was cloaked. I hope so. I hope so for both of them. Um, my heart goes out to RJ. She's been a strong partner in, in all of this uh, and, and, and kept the home fires burning, raising a set of twins and a toddler uh, while all of this attention is focused on them uh, while he was uh, going through this initially with, with the, uh, the, you know, the police and, and then with his being in rehab and, and all of that. And now with this week, uh, as a result of the interview and, and coming out, um, God bless her. And, and I'm not taking anything away from Andrew. I think that he's had a tremendous weight on him as well without being able to be his authentic self. Now that, uh, I still think that there is still a lot of pressure oh, yeah. on them both. 
But there's a you know it's look look I hope this black love comes in a lot of black love comes in a lot of forms. Yeah. It comes in a lot of forms. Some that we're comfortable with, some that we have to become comfortable with. <laughs> yeah. Right? Right? And, and, and a lot of and a lot of people right now, and especially you know who they are. Like, uh, uh, that ain't black love to me. Uh uh-uh. uh. <laughs> no sir, <Ree> Bob. Uh uh-uh. uh. <laughs> If you if you if you yeah, here's the, if you don't like bisexual love, then you yourself don't be a bisexual lover. That's the simple solution. <laughs> if you don't like bisexual love, don't be a bisexual lover. Keep it freaking it. moving. And, and, and for some reason, Mr. Coronavirus, the vo- voice of coronavirus comes back to me uh, that we had from, <laughs> from weeks and weeks and weeks ago. Um, but that that is also the voice of those people who, you know, they don't want to think about it and they don't want to address it. So um, but I, I do hope that they have found some peace of mind and yeah. that they can go on and do great things, because I think that they're both so capable uh, of of doing great things in their lives and for this country. There, I've said it. Speaking of great things, Sybil, great things. And I, well, I'm okay. I'm okay. Do not say it. Go ahead. No, no, no. Go ahead. I told you so. Do not say it. Go ahead. Go ahead. Pat yourself. Speaking of great things. No, no. I'm sorry. That was in my head. Uh, (laughs) Oh, it came out. Okay. Okay. Speaking of great things, $12 million Brianna Taylor settlement is not the great thing. That is a great thing. But to me, it's not the great. The great thing is that buried in that a settlement mm-hmm. from uh, from Louisville to the family of uh, Brianna Taylor mm-hmm. are promises and a bit of a roadmap to systemic change in the way policing is done in the area. Right. Right. That is key. Um, the the things that they have called for in changes within the Louisville Kentucky Police Department are key. Yes, it is uh, a, an incredible amount of money, that $12 million settlement going to the estate of Breonna Taylor. Uh, but uh, also, as you say, this is going to make this is going to be the game changer. Uh, in in policing, not only in Louisville, but I, I believe that it will uh, have a ripple effect on other police departments around the country. And and among those things, it 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 goes into um, the the where the police are going to be required to live uh, in that city, as opposed to living in the suburbs, mm-hmm. um, where they uh, whether uh, uh, psychiatric and social workers will be. Uh, be a, considered a part of the police department as they will go out on calls with policemen, uh, which could help. I don't think this played a part in the Breonna Taylor uh, case, obviously, but could happen in other cities as we have seen um, playing a part in, and and such as um, Daniel Prude in uh, Rochester. Um, that could have played a big part of the Elijah McClain situation in Colorado. It could have played a part there where social workers and other people who deal with mental illness will go out on calls with police that could put the police back behind the social workers in order to allow the social mm. and, and psychiatric workers to do what they do best. That's huge. And, yeah. That is big. It's huge. It's yeah. actually it's real. It's real movement. Yeah. Um, oh, the I've other been, thing is the execution of search warrants. That's another thing I forgot. Mm-hmm. Yes. I, I, look, I, I I have been on this very podcast talking about don't arrest don't arrest the don't arrest the policeman who shot Breonna Taylor because it because when they are acquitted and they will be acquitted because of the laws, uh, it will it will make the Rodney King 
verdict day look like, you know, a, a Christmas, I mean, like a kid's recess, mm-hmm. right? So, um, and I, and I've, and I said on this show, focus on the civil suit. The civil suit is going to be the win. And thanks to a lot of pe- people working with Ben Crump, I think a lot of, the, lot, I, I, if I had to bet, I think Tamika, Tamika was in on it. I think Rashad was in on it. I think mm-hmm. a lot of people who were, who were active in the community were the reasons that it just, it wasn't just a monetary settlement. It right. was a settlement that actually moves policy and that's what needed. Policy, policy killed Breonna Taylor. Mm-hmm. So in just my in my story, policy killed Brianna Taylor. It was and so how the, the cops so, pulled the trigger. Yeah, but, explain but that was, because police. I mean, people are, are saying no, it wasn't policy. It was the police. The but, cops pulled the trigger, but there was a judge who signed the search warrant. There was malfeasance in the in the in the in the company that didn't let the policeman who went in there know that the person they were looking for had already been caught. Mm-hmm. Right. There was so so those were the two main things. The policemen were there. They entered a residence. They were fired upon. They fired back. Given that they had a no knock, I'm sorry, the no knock warrant that that even existed is a problem. You have yeah. a choice. You can either have some people. I'd let no knock is so they can't flush the drugs. Flush all the cocaine you want. If I can keep my daughter alive, right. full stop. You can flush half of Columbia down (laughs) some rusty pipes as long as my nephew or niece or daughter get to stay alive. So it was a no knock warrant. It was the failure of the judge to, uh, on, on, on the, on the, on the, on the search warrant. It's not, wasn't the police that can't do short warrants. It's judge. And they didn't know that they already caught that person. So the system failed, Brianna. The cops pulled the trigger, no doubt. And let's also talk about the 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 DA or whoever went to that judge that the police worked with with the judge, and and to make that that no knock warrant happen. Um, right. And let's also talk about the misinformation about uh, it, it, which is rampant throughout our country. It doesn't matter where you're talking about the lies that were created to put those policemen at that woman's apartment in the middle of the night on March right. 13th. Right. Right. Um, that, all, and, so and, it's and, all part of the system, all part yeah, of the system. And I get, and I get, yeah. and, I, and I've said this before, I know how we like, we want to point to like my, my window was broken. I need to find out who broke my window. Mm-hmm. Right. Well, it, it was probably a truck that came down the street illegally with pebbles and it got caught in the thing and the pebble shot out. So, you know, it, my point being, have I'm, you not, been I'm in not my proving car? it well. Have you been I'm in my car? Because <laughs> I do have a, I have a nice no. crack across my windshield no. right now. No, I'm not proving it. But my point is like, there's a, we love to be able to point to people and say that person is guilty, right? You're going to pay. Whole, you need to pay. Right. Our whole penal system is based on people being guilty and not systems. But sometimes penal. the system, <laughs> sometimes the system <laughs> is at fault. And what I love about the settlement is that the system is being changed so in in the wake of Breonna Taylor's death, someone else will be saved. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I I pray that you're right. Um, it it doesn't seem that way, Steve, uh, as of right now, because this continues to happen, uh, even in the days after, or uh, or as we are seeing. Um, but I pray that this is the the landmark event yes. which will bring about that change. And and as I said, not only in Louisville, Kentucky, but around this country, if not around this world. 
the challenge with solutions like this sometimes are that you never you never get to see the accident that didn't happen. Right. Right. Yeah. You you left your house five minutes late. Mm. If you had left five minutes early, you would have gotten in a in a complete thrown off the road accident. You mm-hmm. never know that because you left the right time, right? And so mm-hmm. all of these things that are happening around George Floyd, Breonna Taylor, I'd call him Aubrey, Amanda Aubrey, we are never, we are never going to know the lives they saved because they were saved. Right. Uh, I mean, so that's yeah. the. You know, I was thinking about that uh, Friday. I was out for my walk Friday morning, and Friday was the 19th anniversary of the attack on New York as well as uh, Washington, D.C., mm-hmm. and um, the, the the downing of the plane in Pennsylvania. And I was thinking about the uh, fact that um, were it not for, you know, there were a lot of people who were st- still telling their story that five minutes before uh, they had made that flight or five minutes later, you know, and, and those people had not made the flight. Sydney how Mark lives, Bush. yeah, yeah. how lives would have been changed. And that is the same thing uh, with this. Yes, except then you can tell, like I I know somebody out of DC was supposed to be on that flight on Dulles Mm -hmm. in DC. Mm -hmm. I think our producer Yolanda, Sidney Mahmood was supposed to be on that flight and got to the the place late and was not on the flight. That's just, oh. (sighs) Okay, well. So I'm hopeful, I'm hopeful, I'm hopeful, I'm hopeful, I'm hopeful. That's the thing. I'm hopeful that when things like this happen, and again, I can't overstate how important it is that it wasn't just a monetary statement. I'm sorry, two things. One, that the monetary uh, settlement was so gargantuan. It was Mm -hmm. literally like the John Holmes of of, of settlements. Like it was like it was <laughs> it was long, thick, and meaningful. Like that is a very, very large settlement. It, I was just it, thinking it, it, historic. That's that's really all I was thinking. I didn't go. And you know what? We're starting to get a theme here about porn uh, on this on this podcast. Only if you call I, it out. Only if you call it out. <laughs> like only if you call it out. If you just let it go. Like if, like, I mean, I don't want to. I don't want to mix messages. But like, if you let, if you just let it go, then like, uh-huh. you just no. You, people go like, what does that mean? Like, Relax, really? Our, pro- go to our it. producer okay. Yolanda right now was going like, I have no idea what that means. Uh, who's, let, me look up, <laughs> let me look up. John, how do you spell it? With an L or without an L? <laughs> right. <laughs> but if you're gonna call it out, I'm so. <laughs> uh- <laughs> Point being. Point being, it right? Historic. It wasn't just this money, money, but it's the it's the policy that's tied that, that is now they're legally bound to make moves on. Yeah, and that's uh, and and awesome. it recognizes the value of this young woman's life. As Ben Crump said, uh, he did not believe that any other settlement had been given of that amount regarding the life of a black woman. Yeah, and yeah. that. Uh, uh, as tragic as this whole thing has been, uh, and and as tragic as the fact that Daniel Cameron will live to um, uh, be able to yeah. say that he can't bring charges against them or you know whatever he ends up doing, um, the the value of her life and taking that into consideration mm-hmm. uh, is also very important and will set a precedent. I believe, God forbid, uh, that anything like this should happen again. Yeah. So we talked about it on this podcast a while ago, Sybil. The win was the win was in the civil suit, and even I, yeah. even I, 
even I, when I was talking about, oh, the money in the civil suit is going to be crazy. Number one, could not have believed it was going to be this much money. And number mm -hmm. two, and I'm, I did not see that in the civil settlement was going right. to be such great forward motion for policy and systemic change. Changes. It's just, yeah. it's a victory. It is a victory. You're we right. wish we could have Brianna Taylor back and not have to have this victory. But given that reality, this Here's is, where this we is are. a victory. Yeah. And shout out to we're talking about uh, Rashad and, 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 and Tamika and all the people on the front lines who have not let this go away. That is definitely mm -hmm. their, yeah, their attention definitely, definitely jacked, jacked the dollar figure up. Yeah. That's yeah. For sure. For That's sure. True. Yeah. <sighs> okay. How about what? some good news? You know, it wasn't jacked up. I'm, I'm, trying, I'm, trying, I'm trying to, you know what? I'm trying to do the segues, but you know, it wasn't jacked up. What so, wasn't jacked up, Stephen Hill? It was the opposite of jacked up. Whatever the opposite of jacked up was, is what the Gladys Knights and Patty LaBelle versus yeah. was uh, yeah. this past week. That was on, awesome. On Instagram and Apple TV. It was it was your auntie's favorite thing ever. And it was. And your yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and your, your mamas and your aunties and, and, and some uncles uh, who also <laughs> enjoyed that. Um, and, and, and really, really, I, I don't know what the numbers, I didn't see what the final numbers were on that. Uh, but uh, it was, um, it was so much more powerful than just being about numbers and people who True. watched it. Yes. Because I think it would have been, I think it would have been even greater if people who would really enjoy it could have gotten on Instagram. Yeah. 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 <laughs> the people who really enjoyed it, I, I would like to do my, let me do, so allow me to do my impersonation. I, baby, how you get on this Instagram? What's an what's an app, baby? What's an app? What's an app? Baby, come here, come here, help me, help me, help me, help me, put help, 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 big mama. Help, help, Amy. Yeah. You know, can you, can you, can you, can you, can you know, Patty and Gladys. Oh, so glad I saw Gladys back at the Copa back in. Oh, sorry. A Ted Mac. She, she does. She does. She does that little every every beat of my heart thing. That was a that was a good first big hit. So, uh, and and don't let it go. Neither one of us. Oh yeah. What if yeah. I push this? Whatever. But what, what? Whoa. Well, now I can't. Well, now I can't see, baby. <laughs> so yes. So you So to your point. To your point. If people who wanted to see it mm -hmm. had the technical ability to see it numbers would have skyrocketed oh it would have been off the charts absolutely but be that as it may it was it was a real connection between generations mm -hmm. and it was an opportunity for those of a younger generation who only know about throwing shade and 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 all of the other nonsense that we have uh to see what real sisterhood yes. and and what real collegiality is about in these women uh, in this profession and and could demonstrate and be a great demonstration to those of us in other professions of what this is all about. So I don't think it's by coincidence that mm -hmm. Patty and Gladys, who have been in the business, both started their profession, kind of their professional, first got their first record contracts, first album, what, 1962. So we're talking, mm. you know, 50, 58 years ago, mm -hmm. um, who clearly had some kind of look, you know, everybody was competitive back then. You know how the Motown system was. Gladys was part of the Motown system. Uh, Patty was not, but 
you know, at the Apollo, you can better believe they had appeared the Apollo at some point in time at the same time. And you're going to be competitive with who you're on stage with. So the fact that they were there showing such camaraderie, such sisterhood, such beautiful queenness, and the Mm -hmm. fact that that happened not too long after Brandy and Monica, Mm -hmm. who I love, let's be clear, and who are two very, very talented sisters, but their the the trajectory of their competition, especially um, the projected uh, as it was projected to the public, went a very different way, mm-hmm. right? And so I, I said this on uh, I have this little thing I do with the Steves. We do the Steves pre and post show. The post show I was like, that's what we saw with Gladys and Patty. Hopefully, is what will happen. Um, what would happen with Brandy and Monica 30 years from now, where they can be right. friends and go on there and sing background for each other's songs. And while yeah. pal, pal Brandy and Monica did that, there's a there's still a bit of maturity and growth to do. Yeah, so 30 years now, we're hoping. Yeah. And and I would hope even sooner than that. Um, but but I need to ask you because you are all entertainment, all music, and, and I'm not saying that you aren't obviously, uh, we know how smart you are in other areas, but this is your life. Um, I am music. Yeah, and yeah. I write the song. Oh, oh, Say okay. with me, Simone. Uh, I right. write the song. I'm sorry, that's not what you meant. Okay. That's, okay. that's not really what you meant at all, is it? Okay, Barry Manilow Hill. Um, so I, I really need to know, what was your, what was the highlight for you? Was there a <laughs> moment? Was there a song? Was there a moment? Was there, a, between the two women, something they said? What was it? So uh, shoes. that we so we got the shoes and the flap in the exact same song, right? <laughs> I thought they would be separate, but mm-hmm. after and somewhere with a rainbow, we got the shoes and the flap in mm-hmm. the same song. I was like, mm-hmm. yeah, that was it. Number one, number two, um, the moment I realized that Gladys Knight was like, I am taking no prisoners. What I am doing is not mm-hmm. singing on my vocals. Mm-hmm. I had a band. I had a band record the music for the song and mm-hmm. i am going to sing the song i i, I ain't gonna lie i think patty was kind of like oh, oh I, I wasn't oh. aware i wasn't aware <laughs> i wasn't aware we was we was uh-huh. i didn't think we was doing it like this i, um, I, I need to take a more sip of my white wine and uh reflect <laughs> on this yeah yes so i thought that was that was that was all of the cool right mm-hmm. that 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 was something that patty that that that, that gladys did um Oddly enough, one of my favorite Gladys songs that she did that night, she did my mm. actual favorite, is is License to Kill from the, the mm. Bond theme. Oh, man. Because when you can have an that. intro as yeah. dramatic as Bond, and then your voice comes in and is doper than that. Gold finger. Oh, sorry. That's Shirley Bassey. Sorry. No, no, no. But it uses a little bit of that, right? Yeah. So that's the thing. That's the thing. Um, what did you miss from this? Oh, that's a good question. So, uh, I would. So here, okay, Candley, I would. I would have loved to have them on um, high-backed chairs. Because when you sit down, <laughs> no, 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 no. Listen, yeah, I'm sorry. High-backed stool. High-backed. I, I thought of them having something uh, very regal-like. I was looking for something more, you know, like a throne for them. 
No, well, high back chairs because you know you know these two wanted to get up and, right. and perform. Yeah. And if you're in high back stools, what you can do is easily push yourself up onto your feet, right. as opposed to like your center of your your gravity makes it your, where your center of gravity is makes it easier to stand up. Yep. And right? it's and so, seventy something that makes a big difference. That makes a huge difference. So when you're sitting in a chair, you literally have to push up, and sometimes yeah. you gotta go to your good side <laughs> and <laughs> lean, and then. Uh, in, in the middle, and in, in the middle of a song, that's kind of tough. That's yeah, yeah. So that's the that's that's the thing I would have I would have liked to have seen. Mm-hmm. Um, Patty, I guess towards the end, Patty was like, "I'm gonna throw three or four songs together all at once. Like mm-hmm. I'm gonna give you, I'm gonna give you. It's gonna be like the 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 ending of a Macy's fireworks parade, like." <laughs> <laughs> right, but um, but it's funny. You asked a question. There's not much that I missed. Like I really mm-hmm. enjoyed kind of all of it. I yeah. really did in a way that I was not expecting. Not, I mean, not that I wasn't expecting to, but like it was, it was as fulfilling as every, as anything I did, as, as I'd mm-hmm. seen. Mm-hmm. So and, how about and yourself? What did you think of it? I absolutely, once again, I am a big fan of both. Uh, I've not had the kind of contact with Gladys that I've had with Patty over the years. And, and I say that with all due respect with Ms. Gladys Knight and Ms. Patty LaBelle. Mm-hmm. Um, so, but so my relationship with Patty is a little bit different. Um, but I, this is, and this is so true for my life as well as 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 uh, anything else. Um, I really just enjoyed the sisterhood. I enjoyed yeah. their respect of each other, and how they the 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 sisterhood and and enjoying each other's success. And their songs, uh, mm-hmm. and 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 it was nothing like the R.E.S.P.E.C.T. that uh, really colored the whole event for me. Uh, I loved that Dionne Warwick came in. I just absolutely. Where'd she come from? <laughs> I don't know. And it was if somebody, you know, she was at the house and somebody said, "Girl, you better get down to verses." Uh, they just called for you. <laughs> and she said, "She said, wait, <laughs> I already know that because I'm a psychic friend." <laughs> And but did she know? Because I thought her 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 attire was uh, a little uh, different. But that is Dion. So you know, um, I I just loved all of it. I just but I especially loved the feeling uh, that the the very positive vibes I got from that, and that they enjoy each other and um, and really respect each other. Again, I'm hoping that's Brandy and Monica in 30 years. Yeah. And every and everybody look. This is. I mean, I get how the, it's competitive, but leave that to the record. Leave that to the record labels. Just do your best work. Just like just and, do your best work. And, and don't I worry about think that uh, you know we we're seeing generations uh, and that generation between uh, them are already em- embracing that. And that was with Jill Scott and Erica. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, um, great point. So, great point. So great point. we we see where they're going to go. Mm-hmm. And um, I just. It was, it was, and did you did you watch it alone, or did you and your mom like do phone club or something? Because uh, I know that Ward White watched it with his mom, which I just loved. Yeah, I, um, and I was kind of doing it. I was doing an impersonation of my mom when I talked about Thunderfinger on Instagram. <laughs> <laughs> well, so we, okay. we, we see how we see how that went. No, 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 no. <laughs> <laughs> Baby, why can't you <laughs> tie your shoe while you're trying to help me? <laughs> right, it's not that 
deep, mom. It's not that deep. Oh, oh God. Oh, God. It just reminds me of an episode of The Connors I just watched. Oh, speaking <laughs> of generations, can I just tell you, this is really off the topic, but this was just the most delightful thing that I saw this week. Mm-hmm. Uh, next to Patty and, and uh, Miss uh, Gladys Knight, I saw Samuel L. Jackson host Jimmy Kimmel's show the other night, right? Wait, what? Yes. Jimmy Kimmel has been off since he, you know, did the blackface and called out the N word and everything. He just took a, a break and oh, really? he's coming back live. He's coming okay, back yeah. live uh, Sunday for the Emmys, but he's been off for like the entire summer. Right. And, and, and during the coronavirus, he was broadcasting from his home. And um, so he, once this all came out, he just said, I'm going away and hopefully this will die down. And he's had all of his celebrity friends come in and Sam Jackson, Mr. Samuel L. Jackson, uh, I, I don't know him to call him Sam, hosted the other night. And he did an interview with John David Washington. And he called him wow. Uncle Sam. He called him Uncle Sam. And it was just, Steve, if you have not had a chance to see this, please go back and find it. I thought that was a TV highlight for me. It oh, just, I look forward to it. You know, it's it, and it really was like talking to your uncle, you know, this kid and has so much respect and and, and his relationship with his dad and, and, and all of that stuff. But, man, it was just so cool. So if you have not seen it, please go and check it out and then go and, and watch Versus again, because uh, that that's good entertainment this week uh, involving black folks. So here it is. You ready for this? You ready for mm-hmm. this? Mm-hmm. I almost don't want to say it because I kind of want to do it before, but I'm going to say it. No, so how, how much would we love Denzel sitting in one chair, Sam Jackson sitting in another chair, and basically have a versus while they show movie clips of their best yes. clips of the movies? Yes. Now, that's a, that's, that's yes. a thing. That's yes. a thing right there. That's and you could thing. do that. You should yes, do you could. that. As long as you're allowed the, 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 the word mother, boop. Oh yeah. Oh, it's got to. Oh, oh yeah. And then Denzel, you know, just just that Denzel smile and look every time he does that because yes. you know that's what's going to happen with Sam. And then for yeah, I, I think that would be great. I Denzel love Denzel could bring his two Oscars and Sam could bring his bank count. <laughs> and his cane goes. <laughs> that's right. That's right. So by the way, I don't know if you've probably known this but not really noticed this. So one of the things that Samuel Jackson used to do in movies all the time Mm-hmm. Um, there was a period of time where he'd take a role, but he'd have to have a different hairstyle in each role. Yeah. Right. Yep. There's a little, there's a list of things where he'd never had the same hairstyle twice. Uh, and I forget what years they were, but he went all the way through with different, you know, Jackie Brown probably would be my favorite. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Pulp fiction, um, all of, you name it, uh, a time to kill. Uh, it just, you know, you just name it. I'm going to name it, you know, speaking of fiction, speaking of fiction. Um, uh, <laughs> oh, Matt, you are the master of Segway. Speaking, <laughs> speaking of fiction, picture, picture a hundred dollar bill in the middle of the room. Okay. A hundred dollar bill in the room. Okay. Mm-hmm. In one corner, there's a four quarter room in one corner, Easter bunny. Okay. Another corner, Santa Claus. Okay. Another corner, a freaking Karen, a nasty ass Karen. <laughs> and in the other corner, mm-hmm. a good natured Karen. Mm, okay. Which one's getting the hundred dollar bill? Mm. I, 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 I'm afraid 
then I think it's going to be the freak nasty one. That is correct. The answer is the nasty ass Karen. You know why? Why? All the rest are imaginary. Ah, look what you did there. Brilliant. Hey, Karen. Me, me, he's running me over. No, I'm not. Hey, Karen. I'm going to tell them there's an African-American man threatening my life. Hey, Karen. I'm a car. And now he's videotaping me. Hey, Karen. Where are they? I am at Cleveland Cafe. I am a white person with brown hair. Hey, Karen. Yeah, and um, illegally selling water without a permit. This week in Karen. Sybil. Two things. Steven. First of all, yes. I got to make that shorter. I got to make that shorter. <laughs> <laughs> First of all, yes, let's like be it's growing. I, I make, no, it's, it's the same. It just feels like it's longer now, but I, but but it. it <laughs> I, I got to get that. Um, I can't tell you how many times I've said that. You know what? I can't with you right now. Um, <laughs> uh, but soon and very soon. Listen. Uh, so so this this Karen comes to us from. Uh, Utah. from Utah, from mm-hmm. Utah, where there there were no maskers. They've got their they've got themselves a name now, which I think is mm-hmm. really cute. They they call themselves the No Maskers. <laughs> <That's> <laughs> dumb. Ah. Like, oddly enough, it goes along with the no brainers. So yeah, that as well. <laughs> there you go. So and so there's a there there are people who want maskers and the the. So I'm not gonna say that. So the, there's the, there's a masker who compared not wearing mm-hmm. a mask to something that is just so unbelievable. Right. That you can only go like, well, that's Karen. That's Karen right there. That's Karen right there. So if I may, 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 I, may I play? This is from, this is from uh, uh, Channel 4 News uh, in Salt Lake. I think it's Salt Lake, Utah. Um, but just these are all no maskers talking about how they shouldn't wear no masks. They call for action Friday morning in St. George. Several police officers on standby as many locals called concerns about coronavirus spikes overblown. The flu kills more than coronavirus. Other- uh, let me stop right there before we get to Karen. Let me stop right was there. That, was that Karen? That was Fred. That was Freddie. That was Freddie. That was, that was Freddie. Freddie, Freddie the disillusioned youth. It's about a, okay. he's a guy he's got to be like seven years old. And mm-hmm. has clearly heard his president on more than one occasion talk mm-hmm. about how the flu is more dangerous than coronavirus and just spit that ish right back at us. Right. All right. right. So before we get to the Karen, I just said to, that was that's a oh, register to vote and then vote. Register to vote and then vote. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Right. Wash your hands. And Pulling the mask. virus to hope <laughs> or stating that asymptomatic carriers simply do not exist and they cannot be forced to wear masks anywhere as citizens of the United States. If we want to wear a mask, that's fine. We can take care of ourselves. Some rally attendees say they shouldn't ever go. wear masks we if go. they have any medical issues or mental health concerns or if they feel they simply can't breathe. When George Floyd was saying, I can't breathe, and then he Jesus. died, and now we're wearing a mask Jesus. and we say, I can't breathe. But we're being forced to wear it anyway. So many say that they believe. There it is. Stop it. Stop it. Stop Somebody it. compared not wearing a mask and not being able to breathe to, to George, George Floyd, Floyd who not was breathing. Strangled. Okay. I feel like we need. Her name is Shauna Kenville. I have no problem saying that because she was on television. She put her name up there. Shauna Kenville. Somewhere. St. George, Utah. St. George, Utah. There is someone who thinks that it's okay. Well, no. Okay. There's two things. Simple. I'm sorry. It's okay. I just want to say mm-hmm. Please. Two things. One, that she thought it was okay to do that. 
mm-hmm. you know what bothers me even more? That the TV station thought it was okay to use her as an example of how people feel. Right? That she said it is one thing. That Karen said it is one thing. But that the TV station actually put her on there. See, I don't see it that way. I don't see it that way. I I saw it as they were exposing her ignorance. I I saw it as their attempt to say that, you know, just when you think that this whole Karen thing can't get any crazier, that police brutality can't get any crazier, that this woman would compare wearing being forced to wear a mask to a man who was held down on the ground until he could no longer breathe i thought that that's what their perp that what their point was i did not see it oh as such. i hope you're right i want you to be right i want you to bring simple so you're saying they they were more or less laughing at her not with her oh oh most they were, definitely they were most at definitely. her not with her yes all right yes all right you I, I want humanity. to give them the benefit of the doubt on that because okay. along with people like Karen, there are really good people that come out of Utah like Mitt Romney. You know what I mean? It's like, so you got to believe that not all of those people who are in Utah think like Donald Trump. There are right. people who think and, and, and act like Mitt Romney. And I, I or, or, say that, or or Donny or, Osmond. You could go with uh, that too. Uh, or Donny Osmond. Uh, uh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> Well, how about Jimmy, Wayne, Merrill, Don, <laughs> Wayne, Jay, right, right, Wayne, right, right, Alan? Right, yeah. uh, and don't forget Marie. Mama Olive. Okay. Yo, um, wow. <laughs> thank you. Thank you very Ladies much. Ladies and gentlemen, with much. the single most obscure reference in a show full of obscure references, <laughs> the Emmy goes to Sybil Wilkes. It goes to both of us because uh, we are the, the, the prince and princess of obscure references. Yes, we are. Yes, we are. Um, yep. So uh, don't forget, watch watch that uh, Jimmy Kimmel show with uh, Sam Jackson. And uh, who do you have on your heart to heart show? On uh... Uh, I, I, honestly, it's either Kevin Ross or Will Downing. Will okay. Downing or Kevin Ross are on this week. I, uh, I look forward to, but they're both both cool interviews. We did them a little earlier, so that should be a, a lot of fun. Um, I guess it means we're, we're winding down now, huh? Are we winding down now? <laughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Okay. All right. Uh, what you got going on? What's what's going on? Are you you're, are you are you ready to fly yet? Are you ready to fly in a airplane? No. Not yet. No. And I really need to. I need to go check on a friend, and I I just I don't have it in me, Steve. Uh, can you drive? Can you drive to your friend? Yeah, but I'd have to leave now. Uh, to get there by what next Thursday? Yeah, a week no, from now. Yeah. Right. Is that a possibility? <laughs> no, it, it'll all be over before then. So right. well, I hope your friend is doing well. Whatever, whatever, whatever Thank your friend's you. going through. And, and you, uh, where are you going to next? Um, I'm going back. Uh, well, I'm going. Uh, I'm going back to Mexico, so I'm telling you right now. Moment. My, I, I'm looking forward to it. In 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 a month, in a, in a, just about a month, I'm going back to Mexico. Well, I think our production staff will be there with you. Come on with it. Come on with it. Come on. Hey, it would not it would not be y'all's first invite to Mexico. I'm just saying. Okay. I'm just yeah. saying. And if you and if y'all are ready to fly by then, we can do this on the road. We can do this on the road. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Because it's gonna be somebody's birthday when I'm gonna somebody on the same What a great way to celebrate. I wanna come back as Stephen Hill. 
Um, <laughs> so this is where you say you can uh, subscribe to our, our podcast on what? You subscribe uh, on Spotify. Look, Spotify is the easiest. You go to Spotify. You type in Sybil Wilkes' name. It pops up. Podcast from Haha's to Ahas pops up. And you hit subscribe right there. Subscribe right there, and you will be all good, all good. Or just type Sybil. I'm sure if you just type in Sybil Wilkes into like any Google thing. And Stephen Hill, PH. Don't do that. Don't type my name in. I'm telling you. Okay. It's going to come up. It's, uh, there's going to be a porn star. But you know what? <laughs> it fits the, it fits it, the it'll be a good journey for you. <laughs> I love you, Sybil. I love you back. Aloha. Ha-ha. <laughs> I have nothing.